welcome back. We are the Wahine Collective, and this is our third episode. Actually, for this episode, we are recording on Zoom. So apologies in advance if there are some like audio interferences or something like that. But you know, we just make do with what we can in our situations. So hello, everyone. I'm Liza, in case you forgot who I am. Hi, Tati here. Hey, happy, happy episode three. I'm Aries. Hey, everyone, it's Connie. And for today's episode, we will be talking about our traumatic travel stories. Um, Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if I should put this in or not, but I'll say it in case. Well, a lot of us, we love to travel and um, with things slowly opening up, we feel the need like we want to travel again. So instead of talking about our wonderful travel stories, we're like, huh, I'm sure we've all experienced um, some hiccups and some really sticking stories when we were traveling. So we thought, why not share it with you guys today? Who knows, maybe you've had similar situations or you're probably going to be like, wow, I didn't think that could ever happen. So we're going to be telling you guys about our traumatic travel stories. Who wants to go first? Ooh, exciting. I'm not going first. I think either Tati or or Connie or you, Liza. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to interrupt real quick, but if you... Well, you guys are listening to this, but uh, Tati has a filter on her face. What are those? Are those like butterflies? What do you mean? This is real. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's, um, yeah, I just learned about this actually. You can make, you can choose video filters on Zoom, like not as awesome as like obviously Instagrams or whatever, but there's like a bunch of them. Very cool. I like that. Oh. Television. I... Yeah, I feel like we were talking about themes because when you when you when you have a podcast, it's a lot harder to come up with topics than I feel like people realize, right? I don't know how you guys feel about it, but obviously the world's like slowly opening up. Hopefully it won't be going backwards. But yeah, we were like, I, I'm kind of like missing traveling, but at the same time happy to not travel because of everything (laughs) um so I figured like you know traumatic travel experiences will kind of remind us like traveling is awesome but there is a lot of stress involved like it's not always amazing so I think that is definitely something to like remind ourselves about um and we all we have a smaller group today so I feel like we out of the four of us we definitely have some interesting experiences um I don't know who wants to go first I'm I'm happy to but unless someone like I know Connie you probably have the craziest one yeah maybe let's save mine for last I know it's gonna take longer okay Okay. I'll go then since well maybe before you you start I just want to kind of for those listen the the listeners if you haven't heard episode one I think it's the one about before you travel to Hawaii listen to this Mm-hmm. Um, it's all back. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like for those who haven't listened, the first one, it, it kind of relate to like, we should put our perspective as a travelers. I think this is this conversation is like, you know, when you're talking about the tourists coming to Hawaii, but we also at one time were tourists to some of these places we're going to talk about today. So for me, when I was preparing for today, I thought like, oh, now I can put myself in their perspective. And um, yeah, so everyone, let's let's think about that. Like, hey, during this traumatic experience, were there anyone that was helpful to you when you were tourists? So that's a good point. I feel like that's the Wahine collective way, right? Like wherever we go in Hawaii or wherever we travel the world, like always, you know, give back to the community as much as possible. Um, yeah, I think Sophia brought that point up because she did her road trip. Um, okay, do you, do you Talks, want to, go to start first, and I can go sure. right after you. Okay, I have I have two. One's really short, but I want to mention it. So I was going to Texas once because my sister was travel was living there at the time. I think this was like probably four to five years ago. And it was, I think I I booked a last minute trip on Memorial Day weekend. And I was at the airport and obviously, (laughs) and I was like, oh, I will, I always hate being the first one on the plane because I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna be sitting anyway. So I figured I would just wait by the gate until the very end, you know, usually they'll be like last call, last call. And I'm just on my phone. I don't know what I was doing exactly, but scrolling and time has passed. I'm like, oh, wow. I feel like I haven't heard anyone say last call or, you know, whatever they usually say. I don't remember anymore. Or like, you know, um, final, la- final call, last call is a bar. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden I turn around and the gate is closed and there's like nobody around me. <laughs> And I am like so confused. I, I thought I was at the wrong gate or something. And it turns out I just did not, I had my earphones in. So I just was not <laughs> listening. It was such a good example of like paying attention with your phone in. Cause the other thing that I did was face my back towards the gate. Cause I was just like, oh, I will hear it. And um, yeah, so I missed my, I missed my flight. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I guess I'll take the next one. The next flight was until the next day. Ooh. And I had to sleep in the airport. Um, what airport the, is this? I think it was North Carolina. It was a layover. Um, okay. And I had to sleep in the airport because it didn't make sense to get a hotel for some reason. I don't know what it was. Like it was far or it was expensive or something. So I was like, okay, I'd rather just stay in the, ho- stay in the airport and then wake up like for the first flight. Um, so yeah, that was really, it wasn't a big deal like that bad, but I was, you know, sleeping in the airport alone. It's one thing if I was with a friend, but I was like alone. So I couldn't like, every time I go to the bathroom, I have to like bring everything. And like, it wasn't like a nice airport. Like some cities have nicer ones than others. And yeah. So definitely just terrible period. Like (laughs) I, 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 I think the 
if there's no hotel at the airport, it's just like, oh my God, those chairs are so uncomfortable. Yeah, it wasn't comfortable. There was like, there were some rocking chairs, which was kind of cute because it was like in the South, but like lying down, you don't want to sleep really either because it's kind of dangerous. So you're kind of like half sleeping and like you try to make some friends, um, but you just have to, you never know. And I was younger, obviously that was like five, five years ago. So I was like, my early 20s so Aww. I mean I was I learned a lot but just never miss your flight if you're not in your hometown <laughs> who, uh, who in this group never missed a flight like all you guys never miss a flight or I don't think I've ever missed a flight I've missed I've missed a flight before it was actually like going like leaving trying to leave from the Honolulu airport to go to somewhere else so I always forget like to take a right when I'm like heading towards the airport like somewhere around middle street I always miss that exit and (laughs) that just like adds like another 30 minutes or 20 minutes to like your travel time yeah I I knew some people that like love to be at the airport four hours because they knew there's like a restaurant and drink you know so but I think we, as early as I can remember, like three hours before, actually made so much sense why we have to get there two hours because it's less anxious and you can have a beer or have a cup of coffee. It's so much relaxing to arrive there and just take your time versus like rushing. Travel tip. So it's we don't- better to be, it's better than missing your flight. That's true. Yeah. That was one of them, but someone can go next. It could, it, it could get, yeah, it could get really really bad if you miss a flight but I didn't miss a flight in in this kind of where I want to segue into um I guess trips that could be traumatic is um I want to share something um about my trip when we were in um, Singapore so I mean I think it's less traumatic now that I want to share it but maybe at that time so uh, we were rushing we were I was just finishing up more workshop in Singapore and my mom and Tots and Robert and my auntie were like yeah you know we're checking out of Sheraton and I'm like okay you guys need to get my passport my bag my two bags a black and a red I want to leave my black bag in Sheraton and bring my red bag which has everything, my passport, my clothes, everything that I need for Robert and my own clothing. And so, you know, I was like running out of workshop. We need to take the train. First of all, we get to the train station. And speaking of missing a flight, have you ever guys have ever missed a train? Like it's not as hectic, but you're still like all these people in the train station, you're trying to fight, like get away, you know, I need to get to my... And it takes a while to get to your train, right? Um, like number, there's like a number. So our train is like in the very back, of course. It's just my luck. 
So we actually got into the train with my mom at that time. She was not walking as fast. So we got into our like number train, whatever you call those and got in and Robert brought my bag. And of course he didn't get the right bag. So if you guys, any of you guys travel in Asia, clothing for us, Asian women are no big, no biggies. Like we can just buy clothes, right? And of course, passport, I have no passport. I was like, oh, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever like, so um, anyways, it was just like nightmare and Robert didn't have any um, so luckily, I don't think that I had to check my passport. I can't remember what happened, but if we went back to get my passport, but I like screwed, just screw my clothes. I just want my passport, right? So just like, it's too much work. So I actually got my passport, but we didn't have clothing for Robert. So he's like six one, and going to Penang, this little town in Malaysia, being he's a white guy the only white guy probably there there's no clothing department for six one so he had to buy like super like short like tight shorts <laughs> but like you didn't have your clothes you know you packed all your bag but not having your clothes so if you ever like have your bags didn't get arrived on time uh, or they lost your bags, it's it's nightmare, right? Because especially when you have things like your favorite soap, your favorite top, your underwear, your toothbrush, everything is in that. You have to buy everything from scratch. So just a little tip, bring like a weekend bag with you that has, or just a purse, put your toothbrush if you can extra underwear top and especially when you're traveling in Asia you just never know what's going to happen to your bag your husband might forget it or it might get lost in the train or someone stole it um yeah travel in Asia a little different yeah whatever bag. Whenever I travel in Asia, I actually pack like an extra outfit like in my backpack just in case because they always somehow tend to lose your luggage yeah that's it's a like good tip. connecting flights if you also never like booked a connecting flight um that's like less than an or where you only have like an hour to get to the gate because that's when your bag is delayed so try to book one if it's like two hours that that's best actually and if you i know you guys can't see this but i'm sharing my picture we're in malaysia that's tati Oh. And notice the shorts. I think I'm wearing like Tatiana shorts because I didn't have those. <laughs> oh my gosh. I bought that top, but I had to buy the shorts. I mean, I had to buy the top, but I'm wearing her shorts. We should post this on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Right? Like, um, like when the podcast comes out, be like, here's like photos. Like, photos, yeah. Like that. Yeah, let's do that. Album. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. I think it's a good tip. Like your carry-on bag should have at least like, you know, undies, like, you know, something like toothbrush, yeah. enough that you buy. Because you can always like, as a girl, like you can, like nowadays you can buy a dress or something somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
Those are my nightmare stories. So I, I know if you guys have a little bit more nightmare story, I think we're going to get even worse. Liza? Uh, I think mine is pretty light. Um, I, I have two stories, but they all like connect with each other because it's within, within the same day. So um, it was last year in 2020 and I was in London traveling for the first time to another place from um, London. So I went to Norway and I've never like had to go through the process of like going to the airport via like train or tube or whatever it is. So me and my friends got lost and we had to take a special bus that took us to the airport we needed to go. And we, we have this Oyster card and the Oyster card, um, lets you go on the bus, the train, the tube, but not this bus. And when we got um, when we got to the airport and we tried to tap to leave, like, cause they have those like doors. They're like, oh, you have to pay. And I was like, I have to pay. I had to pay 25 pounds. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then on top of that, we got to the airport and I feel like when it's like smaller airplanes um, and they don't let you take on like an extra bag other than a personal bag, they try to like find ways to get more money out of you. So we didn't print our um, tickets because we thought we could use our, use our phones, but um, they said you had to print it out, but it wasn't stated. So again, we had to pay more money on top of that. Uh-huh. I don't remember how much, but we had to pay. Um, and then when I was walking on to um, like past the gate and into the plane, they stopped me and they're like, your bag is too big. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so then I had to pay extra. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I had to pay like almost like $60 in total of like that whole day. Um, so we got to um, the place in Norway and we were like, okay, we're hungry and we want dinner. So thankfully our Airbnb was by the, um, the town square and there were so many restaurants. There's like a pizza restaurant, um, like different like culture cuisines. There's a sushi bar. And so we walked and walked along just to see what restaurants they had. And every time we walked inside one, this is going to stick with me forever. They asked us, do you have a reservation? What? So, so the first time I was like, oh, we don't. But when we kept going to the second restaurant, the third, the fourth, the fifth, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry and no one's gonna let us eat. Um, then we noticed it's Valentine's Day. Everyone's out celebrating oh they celebrate yeah. valentine's day huh oh apparently i was like i don't have a reservation so it just it's now clicks with me i wonder what like in hawaii you know there's those musubi to eat when you're hungry what is it in norway when there's no restaurant and you just like the go-to snack yeah there's no fast food there was no mcdonald's fast food Oh, there was, 
but we just tried not to go to McDonald's. We wanted to. It's kind of like a farther of a walk. Also, plus, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Don't, yeah you're not just hungry. Be like, oh, I want McDonald's. Okay. Well, well I just meant as a backup, but you guys were oh, trying. Yeah. So what did yeah. you do? Where did you end so, up going? So we walked to this one place and it was probably like the sixth or seventh restaurant that we walked to. Thankfully, it was like all around each other. So it's not like we were walking for um, a long time. And so they were able to seat us. Um, what restaurant and, was that? Like a, it, it was a pizza restaurant. So that was cool. Um, yeah, pizza is always like a, a good, good go-to. It's like fast food, but not like unhealthy you know like oh totally mm. yeah wow like you got to be careful because it's so expensive so oh you- oh my gosh because I wasn't used to like the currency exchange and I only brought like a card with me and I didn't want to like exchange money um yeah it was like so expensive I think like one pizza was like 20 something dollars and it was like it's like a in America it'd be like $10 or like yeah something like that like a big Costco pizza for $20 I guess yeah. another tip is like bringing cookies crackers and cheese in your purse in case and donor kebabs in Europe uh, oh, oh, their donor kebabs are so good if, that is like if it's better than McDonald's like if you like when we were in Italy mom like we we were like, oh, we really should eat pasta, but like donor kebabs are so good. <laughs> so sorry, what sorry. um what is like the time when you finally ate? What time was that? Um probably like eight-ish, like eight-ish, okay. almost nine. So we landed around like two o'clock and like we slept to like and I can't remember were you there winter or fall or was it spring I was there yeah so it's Valentine's Day so it's in February oh sorry February so it got dark quickly then because the north yeah and I think because it got dark so quick the more I got hungry because like I associate like dark nighttime is like okay yeah oh my gosh well I hope you had a better meal the next day oh yes we made sure to get a reservation. So we uh, tried um, it's like African food. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like there's this whole dish and then you eat with your hands. Moroccan? So like, yeah, probably. Or Ethiopian? Ethiopian food is like It that? could be Ethiopian. It could yeah. be. Um, and yeah, you just like use your hands and like you just eat. It's just, it was really good. It was really good. So yeah, that's my tip. Always have reservations. I agree. <laughs> Connie, you probably had a pretty nightmarish because this is like a, all kind of pre-COVID stories, but you have like around the... Yeah, I do. Um, I actually was in China studying during the start of the pandemic, so... My story is pretty long, but it's very interesting. (laughs) I was in China during the start of the pandemic. So the school year was like 2019 to 2020. And then um, in China, like during Chinese New Year's, the schools give you like almost a month off. So um, my vacation time was like towards the end of January. And I had decided to go down to Southern where my family is from just to like, visit for a week 
experience Chinese New Year's in China, thinking I'd like, I already had booked a flight like to Korea and then Hawaii during my break because we had so much time off. But I had to cancel all of that. Um, once I literally like the day I got into Southern China, um, that's when the pandemic like blew up on the news and everyone was freaking out. So I had to cancel all my flights and then just stayed put for like six months. Um, I was living out of like, I just had my carry on with me. So that's all the clothes I packed. Um, and that was like from pretty much into winter, spring to summer and summer in China is like super hot. So I didn't have like the right clothes either, but I kind of had to make it work. And then also my visa had, had expired in May. So because of all the new restrictions, the government was like super strict about um, giving visas to people. So I had to renew mine every month and it was no longer like a student one. It was kind of like a, like a special one where like you had to bring like a family member to, and um, I also needed like my cousin to go cause she spoke um, English and like Cantonese fluently. Um, so it was a huge ordeal. It took like half a day to get like my visa and traveling in China, if like you have one document, if you forget to bring one document or it's like the wrong form, they make you go home and like do it all over again. So, oh, and you also have to register at the police station. So yeah, it takes a really long time to like get all your visa stuff in China. Um, and I think my school ended like mid June. So after like school was done, I was like, okay, like I need to go home now. Um, kept on trying to buy flights. It took me, they kept on canceling all the flights too. So I tried buying my ticket back home three times and then what I eventually had to do was like just pay a little bit more and then um, the only flights available were business class and I had to buy it, buy it literally like the day before um, because only like one or two flights were going out of China every day or every week um, and yeah like thinking back to like June June or July 2020 like COVID was still really really new especially in the states so there were so many like unknown variables and uh, there were just wasn't enough like studies done. So I was just a kind of, I was very paranoid actually. I wasn't a little paranoid, I was super paranoid. Um, so I had to like fly in a hazmat suit going home and it was like probably altogether 20 hours of travel, um, three separate flights. The longest international flight was like, mm, like 10 to 12 hours. And my biggest fear was how to take off my hazmat suit on the plane to use the bathroom so instead of using the bathroom I like made sure to like use the bathroom at the airport and then once I had my hazmat suit on I was like on the plane disinfected my seat disinfected my table I took like two sleeping pills just to like pass out um, which worked because I didn't have to use the bathroom or really get up um, yeah so when I landed in San Francisco I stayed at the hotel at the airport um, finally got to shower and like the next day I like treated myself to room service because that was like such a crazy flight experience. Um, every time I tell it I'm like I can't believe I actually did that so yeah I don't, I don't know if anyone else has any more crazy travel COVID related stories but I have yet to meet anyone to beat my COVID story yet. Yeah that's crazy because you were in China which was like the epicenter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when I was like trying to get masks for everyone too, texting all my friends like who needs masks like I have like a connection right now. 
<laughs> I remember that you wanted to like we were short of masks yeah why so we we didn't even have k and 95 or whatever and um how, how crazy but did you feel kind of the trauma brought you to a point where now long flights kind of not your favorite thing do you feel traumatic that you don't want to have long flights anymore or are you okay um i'm okay i just now i feel like i'm just better prepared with traveling like i have like um like all my essential stuff i know exactly what i need and i'm really i try to like lessen my load i only like bring a small amount of items if if i could travel with a carry-on internationally i would do that um i'm just realizing like you really don't need much to like survive or like just to travel with like carry on is the way to go if you, unless you plan on buying a lot of stuff then bringing like an empty big suitcase but i'm excited to travel again it's not going to stop me from traveling internationally i think now we travel internationally actually with carry on yeah oh really that's awesome yeah, after that nightmare story, I'm like, screw this. I don't want to bring clothes that I ended up probably lost or forget or whatever the situation. And I learned so much from one of my coworkers before the way that how he said he fold his clothes because he mm -hmm. told me like, Aries, yeah, travel internationally, carry on because things happen with your bag. And I'm like, okay, totally. Now I totally get him. So he told me how to do it and we usually buy another bag if need to or we ship things back to hawaii but um yeah it's not it's kind of and then robert just wears one of his dry fit kind of clothes where he just wash it and yeah we dry it you know with <laughs> i have like three more tips i wanted to share um with international travel but um if you're like terrified of getting like pickpocketed or like losing your passport leave your passport at the hotel and make a photocopy of your passport and keep it in your wallet um another tip with like packing lightly would be would be to bring like your own detergent and i think now they have like these um tablet detergents or like they're like sheets where you just add water and it turns into soap or just bring like castile soap in a small bottle because castile soap you can use like for washing dishes, washing your clothes, um, pretty much washing your hair too. And yeah, if you're gonna bring a big, sorry, my last tip would be to bring uh, like a small luggage scale um, when you have like big luggage. Cause even if you're like a few pounds over, you're gonna, they're gonna charge you for it. And it's just all these like unnecessary fees, um, especially if it's like a pound or two. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I was just actually at Waikiki, FYI, it's getting kind of light now. So people are actually not, I've noticed this, the international marketplace wasn't as crazy as yeah. about three weeks ago. There's no lines. They used oh, to be wow. going to restaurant. Yeah. So there are less travelers coming to Hawaii because of this COVID uh, number spiking. So I cannot imagine that the COVID type of travelers, what kind of traumatic experience, just like you, Connie, that 
they have to go through, you know? What if they have to quarantine? I mean, that's suck, right? COVID-19 oh, traumatic God. stories. I will share a photo of my, my hazmat suit on an airplane with you guys. Just so you guys oh can see see that oh my gosh oh my okay hey, that looks actually pretty <laughs> awesome that looks really cool it looks like you're going to space <laughs> especially the lighting too yeah, yeah. The blue. okay, okay. sports bra and like um yoga shorts underneath because it was super warm it actually kept like i didn't need a blanket because like you're just so zipped up um yeah gloves kn95 face shield I even got like this airborne to like airborne protector thing I don't know if it really worked I pr probably was like a placebo effect but it was supposed to like um clean the air around you so yeah it was a little cycle of traveling imagine this is what the nurses and doctors are using every day right now to treat the very warm yeah and they're on their feet eight to yeah. twelve hours a day so the, to those nurses, speaking of nurses, I think they're traveling to Hawaii to help the COVID-19. Yeah, cannot imagine how hard it is. Wow. You made it, Connie, you made it safely to Hawaii and you, you're back and this is like, just kind of a memory in a distance. Yep, yep. Thanks for your tips. Mm -hmm. No problem. Oh yeah, so where would you buy like those small scales you were talking about? Uh, I think I bought it on Amazon. Oh wow, and like how big is it? They're, they're pretty small. They're like this big, maybe like six inches. They're light too. And then you, it has like, um, like a hanger hook on the bottom. So you just like carry it that way. Oh, I feel yeah. like when you when you're younger, the traveling, the resiliency is probably easier, right, for you guys than older people. We just have this certain way. We want a, you know, business class. We want a better service. I mean, our expectations are higher versus maybe. I, I remember when I was like your age and maybe earlier in the teens, like. I love adventures. I mean, I'm waiting for like, ooh, what kind of adventures is this going to be? I don't like those boring, like, oh, yeah, I'm going there and everything is good. But I love, you know, just kind of unpredict unpredictability. Um, but I don't know if it, it's, it's correct. Like, is it generationally different when you travel versus younger versus in your 50s? Curious what you pack, where you eat, um, your expectations of with traveling, you know, I like to plan some things, but I don't like to plan every day. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You want there to be some flexibility. Like I don't like it to be like an itinerary of things, but yeah. one other tip that I always have is I always travel with a bathing suit, no matter the oh, weather. Oh, good idea. You never know you're going to be at a hotel and there's going to be this hot tub or something. And you're going to be like, the last thing you want to do is buy a overpriced bathing suit. Yep. 
especially if you're from Hawaii and have like a gajillion bathing suits. <laughs> and you can also use the bottoms as like, you know. Extra underwear. Yeah, so I always travel with a bathing suit if I, if I can, um, just because like, you never know if you have to go to a spa, like something like that. So, and it doesn't take much space. So, you know what I mean? So it's always something good, but that was just a random tip I had. But yeah, I, I like to plan things out. Like I love looking through Instagram or YouTubes before I go just to like find hidden tourists, mm-hmm. uh, hidden local spots too. That's important for me to like, not always do like a tourist, touristy thing. Um, I mean, it's good to do those, but like, I like to balance it out. Has anyone traveled alone? Like, I know women, it's, you know, Europe is big to travel on their own and just kind of like have their own, you know, time to themselves. They, they travel alone, but I don't know about people in Hawaii or America. Do you, does women travel alone? I travel, I travel, traveled alone a bunch of times, but I always like meet up with a friend, like wherever I travel to, I always have a friend in that location or a family member. I've never been anywhere where I don't know anyone. What about you? Well, I, that's something I wish I did. I guess this is where the generational thing kind of come in. Like I just suggest if you guys are still young, you know, once you're married, you kind of like, oh, you got to go together or, or have a boyfriend, right? But um, I did not ever travel alone. And I wish I did like how I did go to work like a travel work thing where I go there and I have a workshop alone, but not really enjoying my own sort of like time by myself. I wouldn't mind doing that. I think Robert is going to do that when he goes to England traveling by himself in a couple of weeks. I wouldn't mind doing that like one day, you know, to try it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. once this pandemic kind of slows down. Yeah. Liza, you didn't do that. In uh, so, okay. So when I went to Amsterdam, I traveled with like nine other people. So we stayed at a hostel, but I guess when we were on the train, so we took the underwater train to go to Amsterdam and, um, I was sleeping on the train while everyone was planning what they were going to do. So I woke up and they planned things without me. And I was like, are you kidding me? And you know what they said? We didn't want to like make you want to go with us if you didn't. I was like, well, it'd have been nice if you would have woke me up. So I was like, okay, I can't join them because they bought tickets and apparently they were sold out. So I was like, I'm going to go and buy my own tickets to go to some places. Um, So I went to uh, the Van Gogh Museum. And then I went to uh, like a, those like, not river tours, the canal tours. So I took those two. And I spent a whole day by myself, actually. So it it was really nice to like go on the bus and like go to the place. And I was like walking around the park and I was just like seeing people. Um, and then when I went on the canal tours, I met like these um, old couple who are from California and they're like, we're celebrating our anniversary. And they're like, well, if you ever come to California, let us know. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh, oh. that's so sweet of them. Yeah. So that's my oh, only I'm so glad you did that. 
That's right. That's cool that you had that experience in a way. Yeah. Who else has a traumatic story before this episode ends? Anybody has a cool, really good I have one? the second story actually oh, yeah. I mentioned. So, okay, where do I mean? I haven't told this one in a while. So I had a trip planned um, to go to Tulum. This was in Tulum, Mexico. I We planned this out with a couple of my girlfriends in New York like for a month and it was, um, it was great. Like, I loved it. It's a very like, it's kind of a hipster town. Like there's a lot of New Yorkers there, but it is very beautiful. Like, and it's right along the water. Um, and I got there and I was very concerned about like getting sick. Like there's always a lot of horror stories of people going and like drinking or eating something. So I was very cautious when I went, I didn't drink from the sink. I brushed my teeth with, um, um, bottled water. I drank from bottled water. I barely drank ice. Like I was very good about it. It was one night where I got like massive heartburn because I had this like tequila jalapeno drink, but nothing that was like, like that could have totally happened in, you know, in New York. So that trip was great. Was there for about four or five days, got back, like felt like fine. Then a couple, like a week later, one of my girlfriends went through a very traumatic personal experience and she was supposed to be going to Mexico City, which is obviously in Mexico as well. And the person she was going with like wasn't um, able to go. And so she kind of asked me very spontaneously if I would go with her because she had the ticket and wanted to go too. And I said, oh, well, I did just get back from Mexico. But, you know, I've always wanted to go to Mexico City. By the way, if anyone hasn't gone, it's amazing. Definitely go. Um, so I was like, okay, I asked work to take off. So I ended up, I was like, okay, why not? I mean, it was kind of back to back, but like I was only going to take off like two days. So I figured like, didn't, didn't think it was going to be like the end of the world. Um, so on this trip, it was amazing. Mexico City is so beautiful. Food's amazing. But because it's a city, I was a little more, I was a little less careful because it really was even cleaner than New York, honestly. Like the streets are so clean. Everything's architecture is amazing. So I was like brushing my teeth with normally. I was drinking out of the tap water, like totally disregarding everything I did in Tulum because I was, because in Tulum you're in the jungle and in Mexico City you're in a city. So I was just not so nervous about it. And I got back and that night, I was a great trip. I got back that night. My boyfriend and I had like Indian food because I was like, you know, we were having Mexican food and all that there. So just something different. And I woke up the next morning and I, let's just say I was very sick, very oh. horribly sick, thinking like, oh, it was the Indian food. Like, oh, you know, weird, whatever. So the next day I'm like, I, I can't get out of bed. I, I, I mean, I am getting out of bed, but I can't function or anything like that. And Matt wasn't sick. So I was like, okay, well, it's not the Indian food. So that's weird. And I go to work because I didn't want to miss work because I've already took off. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to work. And like, if I can't do it, I'll leave. And I go into the office and I'm like, this is so TMI, but I'm like, I have to go to the restroom like immediately and for like a, a while and I have this meeting on my calendar 
at like 10 or something. And I'm like, okay, like I'll be fine to go to this meeting. And then I'm like, in the restroom, like, oh my God, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to this meeting. Like, oh my God. I don't know if I cut this out. We'll see. So I, I go to the meeting, I walk into the room. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty late to this meeting. So I don't even have time to go back to my desk and get my laptop. And I go to the office, I mean, go straight into the conference room. Cause I'm like, oh, let me just go in there and say like, I'll be right back. And I go in there and uh, it's not a meeting. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually said this really. Um, so basically I find out that my position has been terminated and I, um, yeah, <laughs> well, my, Connie, I mean, my obviously mommy knows. I think Connie, I don't think I really told you like the full extent, but anyway, they sit me down and maybe I haven't told you in years, but yeah, they sit me down and they just, they just say, Tatiana, like, unfortunately your position is no longer here. Uh, You know, last day is going to be. And I'm just, um, I don't even know what to say. Obviously on top of that, I am so sick. I'm just like, couldn't you stole me like before I got into the office? And it was so strange because the it was a beautiful day. I re- remember clearly how like beautiful the day was and like it, the sky was blue and um any so in terms of the sickness, I found out that my friend who traveled with me was also sick. So I was like, okay, it's definitely something from Mexico City, at least I figured that out. I clearly remember having a matcha from the airport, which thinking back on it, I'm like, that was probably what it was, but it was probably a combination of like drinking tap water. So if you go to Mexico city, do not drink the tap water. Um, Just don't drink tap water, period. I don't drink tap water. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not from where you are, like where you live, but, but yeah, so I got that horrible news on top of being so, so sick. I couldn't even come in the couple of days and then at that point I was just like well I don't really care anymore um and then that's when the next two weeks I finish all of Game of Thrones <laughs> in two weeks so so oh, relaxed. wow um, yeah that was like one of my weird fun facts um so yeah I looking back on it I'm so I did those trips though because you know I was able to kind of enjoy myself before I got that news and yeah I don't know it was very strange I had another weird stomach flu a couple years later and I swear I don't know it was it's all very weird it makes you want to really like be careful with what you eat and stuff you just never know but yeah yeah, that's my back-to-back Mexico story (laughs) coming back to traumatized I like, have to go back to Mexico to be honest I'm like I think I've had my fill like, <laughs> I'm scared to go to Mexico now I've always yeah, I mean, it was clearly the water like we were drinking from the tap like we were like oh. and I were just like blah 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 like because honestly you go and it just it's so clean yeah you forget you just forget yeah you forget about I mean it's um, it's amazing you're just like oh it's fine but yeah, like especially in Asia and stuff, like you have to be careful with. Mm-hmm. I I think that even if we're Asian, don't just because you when you travel to Asia, just be careful for the type of kind of food environment where you eat. 
um, always wash your hands. Uh, just thinking back of my story, some similar like Tots in Asia, man, I'm traumatized by hawkers eating, you know, like a, a street food. Dan Tatiana got really sick from that. Actually, you got really sick. from. I think you have to just, if you're going international, I think you should just assume that at some point you will be sick. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll bring like medication to like anti-diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah, antibiotics. Yeah, it's definitely bring medication on your trips because the the pharmacies are different. Yeah, especially if you don't know the language. Like, I've tried buying medicine at like um, a store in China. I'm just like, I am so confused. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's what. I just have to look at the pictures. Well, anyone else has any traumatizing story? I have one more I want to share. It's not necessarily about um, like flying, but it was a bathroom experience that was very <laughs> eye-opening. Um, so I, I think I, yeah, it was like a company trip um, when I had like this internship in Beijing and they all uh, treated us to, for like a three-day uh, long weekend trip to Inner Mongolia. And the first bathroom stop in, Mo in Inner Mongolia was like this, the most disgusting bathroom I've ever been to, like hands down, gross. Like you could smell it while you're waiting in line and the line like would go all the way outside, but like everything was wet. Literally everything was wet. Like uh, <laughs> there are no doors. You could see everyone like doing their business and and you have to bring your, like your own toilet paper. Like that's a, like another thing in China. Like. Uh, some bathrooms just don't have toilet paper so you always have to carry around the, the little pack of tissues um, I don't even remember if they had a sink maybe they did have a sink but it was outside it was just like the most disgusting experience ever and I was like so nervous about wearing long pants so I like rode up rode up my pants to my knees because I didn't want anything getting wet but yeah like now that I go like now that I'm back in Hawaii, like, I don't think, like, using the public restrooms at the park don't really gross me out as much anymore just because of that experience. Yeah. Asia, travel, bathroom, and street food just does not get along very well. <laughs> so now you know why, as we get older, we're so picky where we're staying, hotel-wise, yeah. and it's worth to pay the price. Um, you know, knowing where you're going to stay and kind of research it, where to eat, if it's safe, even research the water, <laughs> whether the tap water is safe to drink. Um, I want to just like close it by, I hope that this, this story is actually like in, encouraging people to travel still, but I think just to, you know, never take it as face value, face value, we still have to travel safely. Um, things happen during travel, uh, especially during COVID, but like, you know, you might have stomach ache, you might have forgotten your passport, or um, you might have to pay lots and lots of money for your, or not, you know, making your reservation. But those, I think those are actually the memories that will last forever, right? Um, so I hope we're still going to go out and travel and and enjoy the world. So I wanna share with you a quick uh, picture of me and my mom in Paris. And this picture is my inspiration 
she oh. always never stopped traveling even how bad it is now during covid but you know of course you try to be careful but that's my outfit that's my favorite outfit and my mom and i we, look you could tell like this is 1981 or something oh, so we're in front of the eiffel tower and so she's my inspiration as far as traveling so until the day before she, well the maybe six months before she passed away she um her bucket list was you know to actually go to china and she wanted to see the Great Wall of China and she could hardly walk, but she traveled alone because she wanted to do that. And I went, I was following my mom, I'm following my mom's footstep, I guess, but she's like, I want to travel alone. I travel with your dad, with all of you, everybody, but now I want to travel by myself. So can you imagine the fear, like all of us, like, please, mom, don't do that. She did it. And she did to Great Wall of China. She did it. She went up got steps I don't even remember how much steps she said and wait she, grandma traveled alone how old was she grandma now? traveled alone like a year before she passed away less I than a year was, how old was she then she passed away 69 so she was 68 okay wow but she had like a you know pulmonary issue also car she has a heart issue so um, and she has really high blood pressure, so she could have a stroke anytime. Oh boy. And, uh, but you know, she had the courage and she's my inspiration. Does not matter the fear, you know, take away the fear and just kind of enjoy yourself. And maybe uh, even if you are by yourself out there, for those who doesn't have a partner or, um, you know, traveling alone is, it can be fun too. Um, and wow. yeah, happy travel, everyone. Yes, be safe. And hopefully we can all travel soon. Um, normally. Back to normal one day. And not a hazmat suit. Uh, hazmat suit. No, I think I've to try it at least once. You look fierce, <laughs> though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Au revoir. Merci. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.